Wright, BradCooney.com. would like to welcome to the show pop alternative recording artist Spindicate. What is up? How are you tonight? I'm great, brother. How are you doing, all right? I'm doing all right. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, man. So first and foremost, before we get started on your stuff that you're promoting, um, where are you calling me from? Where are you from, man? Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's one of my favorite states, man. It's a beautiful place. Gorgeous state. All right, so um, before we get into your song, your EP, tell the listeners out there a little bit about you. Um, how was it you became a, a recording artist in music, and like, how old were you? How did it all start? Yeah, well, first of all, hello, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in. I appreciate having you here. And uh, I'm here to say if I can do anything in the recording world, you can do something in the recording okay. world because... I was always a guy who just liked music and never once dreamed that I would do anything with my own stuff. And I guess it was just a burning desire at one point. And so I bought an Apple laptop and Logic Pro and just started laying some stuff down. And that's been a few years now. And it's just been a passion of mine that won't stop. So like I said, if I can put something down, you can do it too. So you're actually recently into this thing. It's not like you were like a kid and started out real young. You're talking about later in life? Yeah, this is later in life. It's just, uh, I don't know what spawned it, but uh, it just happened. And it's like my favorite thing to do in the world anymore. Do you sing, play guitar? What, what is your forte in music? Yeah, so it's all based off of singing and keyboards. And the wonderful thing about technology anymore is if you have a computer and some software and a synthesizer, you can create just about any sound in the world you want. Uh, It helps if you play keys or something like that. But uh, it's funny because I would never think of myself as a recording artist. I'm just somebody who tries to make some noise, and uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm terribly talented. But as it comes out, that's how it comes out. That's interesting. I also see that a lot in the hip hop world with beat makers, those who make yeah. beats. Is it kind of similar? You know, something similar to that same universe. I think it's a it's a great uh, analogy, just because the technology's about the same anywhere. That's a, that makes it so universal to anybody who wants to get into it. You can sort of pick a genre, and it's based on the same platforms. And I think that's why you probably hear a lot of overlap in music today. Interesting. That's interesting. So what about live performing? You, you, have you gotten to that part yet? Are you still just getting your material together? I haven't gotten to that point because I really am just a guy floundering around. It's difficult to know what to do with stuff, and mm-hmm. it's difficult to know how to get music out there. Uh, because on the one hand, the Internet makes everything possible, but because the Internet makes everything possible, there are a trillion and one other people out there. Yeah. Also, it's see you get lost in the shuffle and it's difficult to know where to spend any limited funds you might want to throw at stuff. And, uh, you know, playing with the platform I do on, on a uh, software and keyboard, it's difficult to translate that sometimes into live acts. Yeah. It, is, it, it really, the music industry's just dramatically changed over the years. Oh, yeah. Uh, me coming up in the, in the 80s, um, you know, it was... It was just different back then. Like the Holy Grail would be to sign a record deal with like Atlantic Records or you know one of those big, and then of course they would put money behind you and pay for your merchandise and touring and things like that. And of course record sales, you make money. That's all. Those days are long over with. I mean, there are still acts. There are still record companies out there. 
Uh, yeah. But for the most part, like you said very well, the upside of social media is uh, for musicians is you can kind of create your own little world and you know of course accrue followers and and get your music out there on different platforms uh, but it's much difficult like as you said it's saturated it's just oversaturated yes. um, so you have to figure out ways to separate yourself and that's the catch that's the yes. key you know totally right i couldn't agree more yeah all right so let's talk about the ep and of course it's called sometimes the ghost wear coats and ties so before we get to your single, I want to know about this title. <laughs> give, give me some more information yeah. on the title. You know, uh, I'm kind of embarrassed when people ask questions because there's not often a reason for why I do the things to do. It's <laughs> just something that that's what a voice in my head told me the EP was supposed to be called. And there you have it. I don't have a better answer. I actually adore that answer. <laughs> so you flatter me then. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, it's so off the wall. You just said, fuck it, I'm going to name it this, and I don't well, have any freaking rhyme or reason behind it. What's that? I said, then you'll love most of my answers, because they all feel off the wall. Well, I mean, it's like, I like the, I like that. I just like that. It's like, you're like, <laughs> fuck it, I don't fucking know. It's yeah, what it's called, and, you know, and I don't... A certain, there's a certain freedom that comes from writing music in your basement by yourself, because <laughs> why you're like, hey, no one's going to hear this anyway, so I can do whatever I want. Yeah, well, you know, there's a, I have a little bit of a, a kinship here because I'm actually a paranormal investigator when I don't do this kind of stuff. So okay. The, the fact you have sometimes a ghost wear coats and ties is pretty cool. Yeah, actually, I am. It's, it's a pretty interesting hobby. Um, it's uh, it's definitely there. So tell me about some of those experiences. Well, I'm actually in a film called The House in Between, and it was it was the number one film for about 17 weeks on iTunes and Amazon. Um, we did really well. I was investigating a house. Of course, I'll just touch on this for a minute because this is your interview. But um, no, the um, for me, I, I, I got into the field by accident. I was actually on my laptop one day. I had my TV going in the background, and I heard a local news segment do a story on this house that's allegedly haunted, and it's not too far from where I live. So I've always been fascinated with you know paranormal things, Bigfoot, UFO, just kind of nerdy sure. shit like that. So I swung around, I'm listening, and they said the name of the town that the house is in. I was like, well, damn, man, that's like only a few minutes away. So long oh. story short, I reached out to one of the girls that I saw interviewed in this in this segment. <clears throat> she was a girl that lived next door to this house, and she is friends with the owner, and she grew up having some experiences and things like that. So I reached out to her, and I said, man, I'd love to come down and check that house. So she introduced me to the owner of the house, and we set up a time for me to come down and visit. And I did. <clears throat> some weird stuff happened like the first day I was in there. So kind of like the house got his hook sunk in me, and that was six years ago. And I've been investigating the same house now for six years. And okay. so Steve Gonzalez, who's a very famous investigator on the TV show Ghost Hunters, they did a yeah. long run on sci-fi, and then he, would, he jumped to a show called Ghost Nation on Travel Channel. And now he's back with Ghost Hunters. But he actually came down to check it out, because we reached out to him once we... You know, we were in there for, I was six years, and there was a guy named John Bullard who's investigating it for 13 years now. Uh, we did all we can do, and like, we're like, well, let's try to get some, some bigger guns in here. And so yeah. he came down, and he had some crazy experiences. Long story short, we ended up doing a film on the, on the, on the house, and, um, and, it, and it just blew up. 
Anyway, it, it was That's cool. Well, just because you reached out. Yeah, man. You know, just one of those random things that I just kind of hit the power, the uh, paranormal Powerball. Um, per se. <laughs> and um, oh, so there, so there you have it. I mean, you can just whenever we're done with the interview, you can Google the house in between. As actually, you can watch it for free if you have. Uh, I think it's on Pluto TV. And, like, oh yeah, yeah. Tubi TV. I think those. You could rent it on Amazon for like four or five dollars now. It was, it's a film over okay. a year old. But anyway, so that's it. So this song, your your your, your EP, sometimes it goes where coats and ties. I love it. It's randomly names it that. Um, yeah. So the single, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, same answer. You just threw that out there, or what? It's funny again that you asked that because I uh, I find that I've never consciously set out to write a song about any one particular thing. I think you have to have more talent than I have to do that. Um, and it's funny, as you look at your lyrics afterwards, you almost sort of back into it retrospectively and say, yeah, based on this experience, I think maybe subconsciously I was seeing this, but that it was never prospective. And so as I look at those lyrics now, I think it's kind of why I write music now. It's, it's an escape from the everyday mundane world that we all find ourselves in. I think you, you know, you chase that American dream and you wake up one day and all of a sudden you've got a life that you never necessarily planned to get. Um, and it's kind of a rebellion against that mundanity. I think music is a, is a great escape and a great way to, to express some of those feelings. So I think in a nutshell, it's probably about being a little bit different than the everyday nine to five grind that we all find ourselves in. Yeah. So for you, music is just about, it's a, I mean, um, it's about basically just therapy from real life bullshit. Is that, is that fair yeah, I think it's great. It's I think it's its own drug, and nothing else is needed. Yep, that's good shit. I play guitar myself, so whenever I have a shitty day, I just pick up my guitar. It definitely makes things better. There you go. I, you know, I've never put the word therapeutic to it, but I think you hit it right on the head. Yeah, that's good, man. That's cool. Um, so, what's like the goals here? Like, you got, you got, you know, you got this music out. Of course, we yep. talked about why you do it. Um, and some of your reasoning behind good song titles, which I love. Um, so, like, what, what's what's the vision? Like, what do you want to do with this? You want to like build to, to like, you know, actually doing live performances and getting paid for this, or like, what, what is the vision? Yeah, the goal is to be bigger than Elvis, man. So if you can help me figure out how to do that, let's do it. Yeah, man. Well, all you have to do is ask. <laughs> I got the yeah. answer right here. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like, we'll we'll we'll. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll We'll have tours sometimes in our haunted location, and yeah. some people are like expecting like crazy shit to happen like all the time. I'm like, yo, oh, man, yeah. doesn't happen like that, man. It's like if I can predict what a full body apparition of a Confederate soldier is going to walk through, I'll be a multi millionaire. <laughs> like today, that's, that's funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, you know, until something shapes up, it's just uh, I. It's sad because I have just a a million and one ideas and I could write a million and one songs if I had the time but life creeps up on you there's day to day responsibilities to get in the way Um, but it's just to keep putting out and putting out and putting out and uh, maybe someday somebody will hear something and it'll resonate with them and who knows what happens from them are you chasing to try to get some of your stuff like played getting some spins you know what I mean like are there radio stations in your area that, that your music would fit 
Yeah, there are, and uh, matter of fact, what's today, the 22nd, so a week from today, I'll go live on college radio across the country, so That's awesome, dudes. That's yeah. really good shit. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, as somebody who loves the college radio platform anyway, just as a fan, I can't wait to, to hear my stuff on there. Um, and I'm just very excited about it. I feel like I'm at the, the beginning of a journey, and we'll see where it goes. That's really a really good step. Honestly, it is. Oh, thanks. Um, I, I actually encourage artists to do that. Not, 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 not always nationally, but a lot of times when, when artists are having a little bit of trouble getting spins out there, I'll tell yeah. them, look, I'll, say, I'll tell them to go, to go to your local colleges. A lot of the colleges have radio stations. Yep. Um, and that's a start. You know? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a great start. And I think there's people, there really are people out there hungry to hear something new because we all complain that everything sounds the same all the time. And uh, I think college radio is one of the few uh, avenues anymore that lets you get out something different and hear something different. Mm -hmm. uh, the band Three Doors Down, they're from Mississippi. And that's, what that's right, yeah. One yeah. of the things they did was, was get on college. Cause they, they, they did it the old-fashioned way. They were banging on doors, radio station doors, back when they were you know, trying to make it. And, um, that's fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Yep, the song Kryptonite. They finally got a station in, in Mississippi to play their song Kryptonite, and then it just took off like wildfire. Absolutely, yeah. That's what you know. That's everybody's dream. So we'll see, see what comes to mind. Hey, you know what? I know one thing. It ain't never going to happen for you if you don't fucking try it. Yeah, no, you're completely right, and that's, it's funny you say that because I think that's what holds most of us back, is just the fear of, boy, what if it doesn't work? But then you wake up one day and you think, well, it's certainly not working now if I'm not trying. Absolutely. So, uh, and you know what? If you don't try, somebody else is trying harder. Yeah, yeah you're totally right. Absolutely yeah. right. Um, and if you don't, and the thing is, like 20 years from now, if, if this doesn't pan out for you and you ended up, you know, spending 20 years yep. doing something else, you, at least you can lay your head down at night and say, you know what? I, I gave it a swing and a bat. I tried. That's exactly you know? right, Brad. I think the older you get, the more that comes into play. And yep. you wake up and say, geez, I'm never, I'm never going to regret having tried. You right. never get that time back when you exactly. didn't try. Because if you don't, in 20 years, you, you, you always have it on your head like, fuck, man, I should have. I should have. Yeah, what if, yeah. 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 What, what if is a huge regret. It totally is. Now, normally I'll ask artists like how the COVID has impacted them, not so much physically, but in your case, not at all. <laughs> yeah, if you if you got the internet and a computer, you uh, you can hear me. So yeah, COVID has not, I guess, unfortunately, affected me. Yeah, man. We talked about live shows, um, not quite there yet. What about musical influences, man? Who inspires you in music? Yeah, great question too. I uh, I I used to have a better answer for that, and now again, the older I get, I can find beauty and inspiration in just about anybody. But that being said, I think if I could have written "The Wall" by Pink Floyd, I'd be pretty oh happy. Oh my god! I think if I could have made some of the stuff that Queen made, I'd be pretty. Oh happy. my god! You hit two big ones, buddy. Oh, good, good for you, awesome. Uh, i try this one. If I could have some of the insight that Peter Gabriel has had, oh my God. I would be extremely happy. So it's not, it's funny because I always listen to other bands' influences and, you know, three-quarters of the time I've never heard of them. Uh, so I'm a pretty standard guy from that. Yeah. I think there are some giants that have gone before us. And if I could even have a modicum of the talent they did, yeah. I would have lived a great life. 
Peter Gabriel shot the monkey. Um, yeah. In your eyes. I mean, those are yes. brilliant songwriting. Um, yeah. Pink Floyd, the Wall. I, I back in my in my heyday. Of course, I don't I don't I don't do it anymore. But I smoked mm-hmm. a lot of pot to Pink Floyd music. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, Pink Floyd to me is the band that is a just a trillion songs that are about romantic love. But yeah. Pink Floyd gets at a deep a level deeper where you've got to basically trust the world first to throw yeah. yourself out there into romantic love. And so they they hit a nerve with me about just disaffectation and disillusionment that I think is extremely powerful stuff. For me, what Pink Floyd did the most, um, you know, of course, music has to, has to resonate with me. It's got to make me, yeah. you know, in order for me to really enjoy good music, I have to really feel it. I mean, you I have feel to, something, yeah. Pink Floyd to puts... To feel it. Pink Floyd moved me into a location I've never been before. Um, you know, like when I hear like rock bands like ACDC, I love them. You know what I mean? Like Hell's Bells, Back in Black. I want to speed. I want to race my car. Uh, they get my blood pumping. That, that's a different feel. Pink Floyd takes me away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I want to unravel them because they're the, the one artist that makes me sit up and think, what is it you're doing there? I want to really understand what you're doing. Yeah. It's just, I like how you say it takes you away because before you know it, you're lost in thought and just right. captured with what they're doing. Right. And just to try to like wrap your head around the, the songwriting of those guys, it's just like, wow. Completely right. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Just genius. And then Freddie Mercury, of course, with Queen. I mean, the, the, oh, in my right. opinion, the greatest stage guy. I mean, the, the greatest... <laughs> One of the best vocals. I can, I can waste hours of time just watching him perform. Oh my god! It's unlike anybody else. His 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 stage presence, the way he can move a crowd, um, second his songwriting too, and his vocals. I mean, Jesus. Yes. Um, just right. he's the 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 absolute like prototypical genius musician. And I say musician because because he played instruments too, guitar, piano. I mean, a lot of people don't yeah. know he was a multi instrument uh, musician as well. Especially in this day and age, when uh, you have schlubs like me that can make sounds on a computer, but that, that's real raw talent, musical talent. Yeah. Absolutely, that, that that commands respect because of the hours of dedication it took. And the band Queen, I mean, the IQ of each of those people. <laughs> Isn't that neat? Yeah. You're talking yeah, genius they level. really bucked the trend of uh, rock musicians being, you know, acid stoners. With, oh, for uh, sure. And cells to rub together. It's just neat that you can turn that kind of intelligence towards the music world. Yeah, it blows that stereotype up. And they're sing- their drummer, the vocals of all the drummer are insane. And cool. Yeah. <laughs> His high vocals are just crazy. But yeah, that's what those Absolutely. Yeah, listen just to Bohemian Rhapsody and try to hit Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yep. man. Great. Those are like. I ask that question a lot uh, to my guests. Who's your musical influences? And the three you gave me are like probably the three best that I've heard that, that resonates with me. Uh, you are too kind. I appreciate Pretty that. Pretty good shit. All right, so what are your goals for 2021? Because believe it or not, 2021 is right around the corner. What do you want to get done between now and the end of 2021? Yeah, I want to get done not letting down putting stuff out because um, it's, for a guy, I'm technophobic anyway, so it's very difficult for me to sit down and try to work with, um, you know, mixing on a computer platform that I don't understand and everything's trial and error and it's very daunting. So you can easily 
get wrapped up in your fear and just not put stuff out. So when you finally do get something done, like an EP, there's a very strong urge just to rest on your laurels, if you will, and say, hey, I accomplished something. But then not realizing, hey, this is going to go out to the world, uh, and if I don't have anything ready to follow it up with, then I'm kind of dead in the water. So I really just want to get back on the... Uh, the production trail here and put out some of the many many songs i have in my head i love it all right man um i think we've covered just about everything yeah. um um give me the social media platforms you would like the listeners to uh to hear so they can follow you and and check out your music yeah thanks i appreciate that probably the easiest platform with lyrics and everything on it and Good order of songs, very easily found, is on Bandcamp, B-A-N-D-C-A-M-P. And just find me under Spindicate, S-P-Y-N-D-Y-C-Y-T, Bandcamp Syndicate. There's Spindicate, sorry, I got my own name wrong. That's all good. Uh, I had a lot of fun, man. This is cool for shooting me the hip too. kind of thing. I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much.